0: Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James, it is Wednesday, June 1st, 2016, and this is the ride. Wow, a lot of difference one day makes, yesterday noontime I got a call from a guy who cuts hay a gentleman who has cut the hay on our property for a while, for many years, I guess, and um, but this is the first year that we've been on that property, and uh, he said, hey, um, I'm cutting the hay right next to the field, or right next to your field, and I got your message, and, uh, well, we're going to do it today, and this field, the hay field I have is about Four acres, and the one right next to me is about, I'd say, ten. And the hay had grown quite a bit; it was up to my chest, I'd say. And you know, just for the fun of it, I was looking online to see how people back in the day would handle hay. I think I'm saying it right. A Sith. Sometimes people. Uh, consider like a sickle but it's a scythe or a scythe and it's a special curved knife that you would use to cut the hay right at the base and i'm watching some of these videos and i'm thinking okay i could probably do one acre over the course of the summer but i got four acres but you know some of these folks they're relentless they just go to town and then you know th- then they gotta dry it and then they gotta bail it all by hand i mean actually to be honest i was looking at an amish thing and they do all of the work without machines except for when they're baling it. I guess they have some kind of rule that uh, they can load it into a hay wagon with horsepower. They cut it with some kind of human power or horsepower. And then they bale it. They bring it to the side of the field and they use some form of a machine to do the baling. So I don't know why they don't just put a tractor on that field and do it because what I saw yesterday, and I may post some of these videos up on, on the Ride Facebook page. This tractor he used on this about 14 acre chunk of land. My wife tells me, I wasn't even there. I had to watch the video she took. It took him about half an hour. Half an hour to cut all this. That just blows me away it's a sight to behold but you know a lot of difference a day makes now I look in my backyard and I see it all mowed unfortunately I think the rains coming today they timed it really bad but oh well so might have to be in the field a little bit longer to dry out interesting tidbit I was looking out the back window and because the hay is cut I could see this lone coyote making his rounds flanking my property not much more than 40 yards away from my chicken coops and you know he could smell those chickens and every once in a while he'd pop his head up and look toward the house almost like he'd been doing this forever like, he knew what the house meant. Like, that's the guy... There's there's the guy with a gun in there. I gotta be diligent. And every once in a while, he, 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 he was really skulking. That's a word, and if it's not a word, it should be, because that's exactly what it looked like. He was skulking around, kinda acting all humble and stuff. But you know, if he was able to get into that chicken pen, he'd be going to town... And every once in a while he'd pop his head up and be intently looking at me. And I was watching him. And I was videotaping him. Finally I wanted to get him worried a little bit. So I got outside and stood there and moved around a bit. So he knew that there was something else around. And he didn't run away. I mean he started to move away but he didn't run away. I think he knows the drill. He knows I unless I got something in my hands aimed at him, he can pretty much just kinda walk around. He knows he can run to his den pretty quickly if he had to. But he I don't think he's seen the chickens yet. Of course I don't know. If he's if he's hanging out in that hayfield right there, who knows how many days he was hanging out in that hayfield when I couldn't see him. And that could have placed him five yards away from the chickens. Without me even knowing, he's relentless. If he knows he's got a meal there, I think he's—it's going to take an act of God or Smith and Wesson to get him gone. And it reminded me about how our enemy's tactics are. It's like he doesn't let up, but he's skulking around. I think what—I think it's a very good picture of what our enemy does. He's relentless in that he doesn't go away. Not really. Till I get out there and make a claim or a stand, I guess. He's always on the fringe. I didn't really I didn't bring out the, the firepower. But he sulks and skulks around and he's relentless. But you know, in our spiritual walk, I have the power of the living creator. God, Father God in me, and if you think our enemy's relentless we'll get a load of this I have the power of the living God within me and if our enemy's relentless I'm more so I say bring it on devil because there ain't nothing that can stop my Lord God and as an extension can stop me You can say what you want about me, I know where I stand. You can tell your friends what you want about me, I know where I stand. You can post what you want online, in your social media, about me, but I know where I stand. Relentless. You know we've been without rain for a while actually, and it's just starting to want to rain and i've enjoyed the nice clear warm weather unseasonably warm for this time of year i've enjoyed it but i i know the signs and i know what my fields look like i know what my lawn looks like i know what my garden looks like and i know we need rain the signs are clear we need rain And you know how I was talking about taking a stand and and being relentless in your faith. I know that there's times that I need to get refreshing and I need to get fueled up again. We all have that. And if you're not feeling that way about your stand and about how you can head off the enemy coyote, then I think a little bit of rain is in order. See, rain is great because rain refreshes it cools it brings life in that plants and animals need water all the time it washes it cleanses cleanses the air you know yesterday when the hay was being cut i i know there was pollen just all over the place because a few days ago i noticed for the first time what appeared to be just smoke coming out of the hay field at first i thought it was a neighbor doing some brush burning but then i realized it's just the hay pollen and it was so thick in places that it looked like smoke and as they were cutting the hay yesterday i know that there was this pollen cloud wherever the tractor was and it just dusts up the air. And rain knocks that down. It cleans the air. That's why the air smells so good after a spring rain. It's fresh. I'm looking through my windshield and it's completely covered with dust. I'm taking care of it right now. my wife would say how could you have even driven this far without cleaning that windshield i don't know i just deal i guess wow what a difference that's a difference we need to be relentless just like that coyote hangs out he knows what he wants he wants to devour that's what he wants he needs to feed well you need to feed too you just have something different to feed upon you you need to feed upon the bread of life the word of God the water of the spirit you need to feed on that you need to be dependent on that I think the thing we have a problem with is you know when we have these periods where we're not getting that and and we feel like we're lacking the reason we get to that point is because we haven't felt the need to feed we can get complacent we can hang out along our path in life and forget that our very breath comes from him that our vision would be best to align with his but you know we've got our own vision We've got our own feeding schedule. We've got our own feed. And sometimes we get away from where we are really to get our source. And when we do that long enough, we forget how good He's got it for us. Sometimes if we do it so long and get apart from so long, we might buy into the mentality that, you know, religion. Religion's just a crock. You know, it's it's this thing to make you dependent on something else. And you really, it's just a, uh, a detriment to the human condition. You know, you are everything you're going to be. There is no outside God. You're just trying hard to make one where there isn't one I was thinking about this the other day. You know, you can go through life and if you're one of these people that want to know the truth you can you can do it two ways. You can say, "You know what? I don't believe in God, and I and I will adamantly want to live truth." So, because I don't believe there's a God and I want to live the truth I understand, I will refuse that there's a God. I on the other hand want to tell you that I believe that God is the truth. God is truth. He embodies truth. But it requires faith to believe in him, which means I can't prove him to you. You have to take it by faith. So you can choose to go through life telling yourself, I haven't been bamboozled, no one has convinced me of something I don't believe, and you can go to your grave that way, and then you find out whether you're true or not. I would rather believe, and what I see is so clearly demonstrated with nature and a lot of things in physics tell me that there is a creator and I know I don't know all things but I believe in the creator and I believe that Jesus is who he said he was I believe that he is the one and the only son of God you know I've mentioned this before but Jesus Christ either was a crazy man, or he was straight up lying to us, and a schemer, or he is who he said he was God. Those are your choices. lunatic, liar, or lord. He's one of those three, and you've got to pick. And so you're not allowed to say, well, he was a good teacher, like a lot of people do. Because I don't think a good teacher would be a lunatic. I don't think a good teacher would be a liar. So if he's a good teacher, then he's got to be lord. And then, I, of course, I know that there are people that, on, upon hearing that, will say, well, you know what then? fine. I still refuse to accept what he's got for me. I still refuse to believe that he's God. So therefore, I won't call him a good teacher anymore. In fact, I'll start to not even believe he existed. Maybe he's just a figment of some writer's imagination. And you know, there are people who have done that. That's the direction that they take. I hope, I hope you don't take that perspective. I don't know all the answers, and there's days that I have doubts. But most of the time I realize my doubts are fueled by my lack of feeding on the Word of God. And it's not feeding so that I can be brainwashed. It's feeding so that my spirit can be enlivened and refreshed And faith can grow all the more. I hope my kids listen to this at some point when they're young adults and realize that any doubts that they may have are common. You know, it happens. And I want them to make the decision for Christ, not because Mom and Dad did it, not because Grandma and Grandpa did it, but because they've made a decision to trust in the Lord their God even when it can't be proven to them they're believers, they live a life of faith that's all I can really hope for my kids when it comes to that, is I, I want them to make that decision for themselves, that they're the ones and they're teenagers now and They've made decisions like that. It's a constant thing. You, you need to make the, the decision daily. You've gotta be relentless. Are you relentless today? Relent, that means you kinda give up when you relent. Let's not give up. I mean, if giving up was a really good option, then we would all just give up and live the good option. I don't don't wanna give up. I don't wanna give up the ground that I've taken. As believers, we have all had headway into the enemy's camp. We have won battles where the enemy would want to take us out and we've stood firm and said, No, I'm going to trust the Lord my God and He's going to come through for me. And, and He does. We've all had these battles that we've won. True, we all have had issues that we're dealing with. I talked about that yesterday. But God's with us through through that. And aren't you glad? but I don't want to relent I want to stand firm I want to stand firm in the knowledge of Christ how do I stand firm in the knowledge of Christ? well i got to know His knowledge I find it in the Word of God and you can find it there too it's crazy to think that there's so many Bibles in the world or at least in the US I mean, there's so many I've I probably got ten I should give some away to people The Word of God is not hidden. I mean, it's out there. Almost in every hotel room, it seems like. But understanding the Word of God, now there's some hidden gems in there that the Spirit of the Lord is what helps you understand what's being said. My prayer for all of us right now is that the Spirit of God becomes awakened and becomes active and becomes a a force in your life, a relentless force in your life so that you're able to read the Word of God and and really get it into you, and you understand it in new new ways. That's the prayer, amen. So you stand that word and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And when it comes to your faith and the one who you can't see in the natural, I believe that you'll start seeing him in the spiritual in such a strong way that it'll overwhelm the requirement that you might have to see God that it will be more real to you than if you were to see him in the natural. I pray that for all of us today, that the Lord God will be a factor in your life and will cause you to be relentless. And I will see you on the flip.